it's 801 so um really everybody thanks for showing up uh this is going to be uh this is something steve and i talked about doing for a while uh we're going to do it just as a phone call and now with the ability to use zoom and everybody's kind of sequestered at home uh we talked about it and thought hey let's let's get everybody together online and 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 just see how everybody's holding up and and what you've been doing so uh you know we got to see a video from brian and uh Congratulations, Brian, on your company at least being named a critical element of uh, Alabama healthcare. Yeah, it's um, it's doing well so far. We're being able to um, give back where we can. We've we've opened up a lot of doors for the um, four different um, municipalities in the um, central Alabama area for um, um, emergency eyewear that is needed, and it's worked out pretty well so far. So thank you again for bringing that up. Uh, fantastic you know i'm lucky i i work at home so for me it's uh, as far as work is concerned it's not much of a change but uh, as far as shooting you know i've pulled myself from all the matches uh of course all the majors have been shut down but even the local matches just doing my part to not be part of the problem Good news is I'm still getting to shoot. The range is still open, so I've got keys, and I get over there and shoot. Of course, I joke with Steve that if he mentioned the home range, I was going to mute him. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just real quick, does everybody on the call know that I have a home range? I just want to make sure. All right. I just want to know where you're recording from because you've got an Internet connection. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> the far side. You must be at Jeff's house. No, he's in a barn. He's in the barn. He's got the goats underneath feeding yeah. right now. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Rub uh, it in, Steve. Now, Emily and Bridget, you guys are homeschooled, right? Yes, sir. So this isn't much different for you being home? No, no sir. sir. Just like Wanda's canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend does uh, uh, Kali, and uh, they've canceled all those again. Again, I think just uh, – Everybody's doing their part. Uh, let's see. Teddy's muted there. Let me unmute Teddy. Teddy, how you doing? I am outstanding, sir. How are you? Good. You've been able to do any shooting, or you uh, you uh, hunker down and uh, not been able to do much? No, I, I have essential work to do at home with uh, with my corporation as well as homeschool two other children. So that is consuming my schedule as well as my own schooling that I'm doing. So I'm all consumed with education right now. That's good. That's good. It keeps you busy. Yeah. You know, I want for those, I don't know. Um, I was talking with Steve the other day and he was at a restaurant. Um, have they, you know, here in Florida, they've shut down all the restaurants and bars. Um, just about the only thing that's open up are, you know, specialty shops. I went to the pool store today uh, and of course, grocery stores. Um What's everybody else's uh, situation? Chris, tell us what your situation is. Well, currently I'm home. <clears throat> I'm on my, we have our state shutdown executive order, so I'm not going back to work till the 7th or 8th probably. John, what about you? <laughs> well, Ohio is also on a shutdown. Uh, stay at home order that the governor ordered. Um, being that I support national defense, uh, I'm considered essential personnel, but uh, our company has decided that we, are, we have the capability to telework and still support uh, the Air Force. So I am teleworking until further notice. Excellent. So is anybody drive firing if they can't live fire? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> When I, now, I thought you guys had something at home where you could shoot. Is that true? No, sir. No, sir. No, you have, you've got a, a range you can go to where you're able to shoot? Yes, sir. And have they shut that down, or is it still open? They haven't shut it down yet. All the local matches around us were canceled, but as far as practicing, we can still go backwards. Yeah, you know, I saw the post about your girls looking for single stacks and, uh, and revolvers to get classification, and I'm thinking... Even if they had the guns, how are they going to get classified? you got to have a match to shoot at. <laughs> well, up until last night, we had one local match in Mons, Texas. It was still going to do it. And, um, last night, that got canceled, too. They shut everything down. 
Uh, gotcha. Hey, so Jeff. I thought I had a hey, plan. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I'm going to brag on those two girls real quick. Did you know that Bridget Cunningham broke into the 60s with a rimfire rifle iron? Yeah. I saw that. That nice. was in Georgia. She crushed it. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. You By the what? way, if you're ever lucky enough to have either one of these girls or David as your range officer, uh, feel fortunate. Uh, they know the rules. Uh, they make the right calls. Uh, they actually uh, care. And uh, that's not to say that most people don't, but, um, you know, we've all been to matches where you hear shooter ready and slide forward and, oh, it just goes right up my back uh, <laughs> but now with these two they know the commands um, are you guys NRI certified yet yes sir. awesome that's fantastic that's fantastic hey Jeff yes you know you're keeping us all in suspense for the real reason you called this meeting we, we all know all of the steel challenge matches have now been rescheduled and they're all going to be at Steve's house <laughs> I can run squads of nine. <laughs> well, no, you see what you do is you get in line, and then you go through the line, and everybody shoots roundabout, and then you rechange the stage. You get back in line, and everybody shoots smoke and hope. <laughs> Six days later, the match is over. But hey, we're not doing anything, so no big deal. Yeah. So I'm packing that now. <laughs> in in talking about matches. So we got the World Speed Shoot that got rescheduled pretty much. Uh, well, the Tennessee match, I know it was going to be close uh, last weekend, but they ended up getting shut down by the uh, the sheriff. They told them no more than uh, 10 people, so that got rescheduled. The South Carolina match, which was supposed to be this upcoming weekend, got, got rescheduled. So when's, when's the next match on people's calendars? Well, it's uh, in July for sure. That's you know that's far enough in advance where we're not even thinking about uh, you know changing anything with that. So as far as a major, that's probably for me. Uh oh, everybody, the Godfather. We got him on video. We got Vince it. Tap Vince Taparowski, how you doing, Vince? Oh man, I got it. It was just a silly little red button up on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Karen when you need her? <laughs> I wasn't gonna let it win. Hey, before we start, I should say one thing to everybody. Why have a deal on swabs <laughs> with all these people that are conning everybody in the world? You know what we could make on ramrods? <laughs> Can you wipe with those? I mean, I'm listening to everybody that's got a con going now. And it's just ticking me off. So that's it for me. Ramrod. Is that a substitute for toilet paper? I'm sorry? Is that a substitute for toilet paper? Oh, wow. Yes. I, actually, somebody sent me an email today, and it was a picture of a do-it-yourself toilet paper, a log, and it said, some assembly required. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite funny. My, my favorite's the one out on Facebook where the guy grabs the squirrel. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yes, well, yes. Yeah. I hate squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steve posed a question about, you know, when everybody thinks their next uh, major is going to be. Um, and so, you know, I, I brought up that in July we're going to have the West Florida match. Uh, anybody got any plans for doing anyone sooner? Has the Indiana State match been scheduled? I don't know. Anybody from Indiana? I'm, I'm here. I would say that right now I haven't seen anything official on it, but I don't know what it's going to look like yet. What's the date of that match? Oh, I forgot what the exact date was. <clears throat> I was I was the weekend was, after NRA was one because I was already set for area five, Gosh. and I decided I make versus making two trips down there in a weekend. I thought, well, I'll just go to area five and you know skip the state one. But I forgot when the date on that was. I guess I had to look it up. But it's looking uh, like that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know how far we go out of this. Like how how far. I've got my local guy right here. Here it's in Bristol, Indiana. They're starting up Steel Challenge this year. We did Rimfire Challenge last year. Oh, cool! And he rescheduled the match. The match was scheduled for the eleventh. No, it's scheduled for the seventh, of course. Then they passed down this order, so he's rescheduled it for the eleventh. But it's just a local club match. But he's trying to hang on anything he can. 
So according to the Steel they, Challenge Shooting Association website, Indiana was going to be the weekend of the 24th of April. So, you know, that's, uh, what, seven weeks away? No, four yeah. weeks away. Four weeks away. Four weeks away. That one might be tough. Uh, that same weekend, it looks like the Great Plains Steel Challenge in East Nebraska uh, was going to happen. And then there's nothing it, uh, again until, uh, at least on the schedule, until June. And I'm the thinking East Coast, the East Coast match has been canceled. So, so the, is, okay. So, so the, is Nebraska. Uh, so is Nebraska. So the Nebraska has been canceled. Yes, it's great. Brian's, yes. Brian's going to break out his T-shirt. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Area 5 is still scheduled June 12th. That may be the next major match that we may actually be able to shoot. Well, well as far as I know, Michigan. Yeah, you got Michigan, Michigan, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. I didn't see – okay, so the you're saying the Great Plains and eastern Nebraska, that one has been canceled? Yes. Okay. I got the email a few days ago. Gotcha. Oh, there's Adam. He popped in and they popped out. He's, he's, he's put a flashlight on your face, Adam. You can tell us ghost stories. <laughs> Is he in somebody's house? <laughs> he's on a call right now. Uh. <laughs> We're going to see. This is going to be like live PD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the world match uh, got rescheduled. And, boy, I think there's, what, five, six major matches in a row. Where they placed that uh, somewhere in uh, September, right? Yes. Area 3 the same weekend. Yeah, Worlds got moved to the same weekend as Area 3. Yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of people, you know, uh, saying stuff about that. And, and as a match director, uh, you know, you have to play the game of – There's, I mean, for those of you that run matches, local matches, it's pretty straightforward. But as far as run, running a major, you know, you've got to think about when can I get the range and, and when can I have staff there and so forth. And uh, I'm sure the uh, – uh, USPSA staff and the Steel Challenge Shooting Association staff um, didn't want to step on Area 3's toes by any stretch. That stuff just happens, you know. And, of course, this is going to be a weird year. There's going to be a lot of matches crammed at the end of the year. And there's going to be a lot of shooting. So, Brian, just make sure you got gas in the truck. Hey, I am ready to go. I think my... Um, South Carolina USPSA matchup, as of right now, is still on the books at the end of April, so we'll see what happens. Anybody know when uh, Area 6 USPSA is? That's got to be coming up too, right? Area 6 was um, is going to be postponed. That's supposed to be this weekend. No, that's uh, USPSA, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that was my question. Oh, yeah, 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 they, yeah, they postponed that. Uh, yeah. The Volusia Range, where that's being held at, um, has closed down for matches. <laughs> Uh, so they're not holding any there. Um, OK Corral is closing down for matches. Uh, Hernando is closed down for matches. Those are the major uh, ranges here in Florida that I know of that have shut down for as far as matches. Their public lines may be open. Yeah, OK closed down as well. Yeah. OK, okay closed down. Oh, completely. Uh, no, you can go in and uh, use the action park. If you are certified with that, but there will be no match. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw something yesterday, too. Frostproof uh, is uh, you don't have to be a member, and you can go shoot there. I think they're charging. I forget what it was. But, there, you know, there's a charge to be able to go there. Um, so, you know, for those that want to be able to get out and do some, some live fire, check around with your local ranges and see if you can get on a bay. Um you know, I'll tell you the one thing, most ranges won't allow you to practice a draw. And as I look at this uh, beautiful group of people on here, there's a lot of rimfire shooters, but there's a, a number of us that are also shooting a lot of centerfire. And they usually don't allow you to do a draw, and for all the various reasons, it makes sense. Uh, but, you know, before I had access to a range, I used to go to shoot straight 
which is a local indoor range here. And I'd send a target down 10 yards, put a 10 inch paper plate and just practice low ready draws and uh, maybe put a, a different plate out there and, and do a little bit of transition. So uh, it's a little more than life uh, dry fire, but not quite shooting a full stage. You're not getting the full swings, but uh, it does help, you know, and, you know, for everybody that that's a shooter, you know, uh, I've said this a lot. It's a learned skill and it's a diminishable skill. So do whatever you can to, to keep firing and, 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 and whatever you can do to, to keep your hands on the gun. Hey, Jeff, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's open it up to the group and see if there's any topics or questions that we can, uh, that we can thumb through outside of the COVID-19 craziness that's going on. Anybody got any questions or topics you want to talk about? I guess my Here, I was worried about everybody talking over people, and I just talked over Chris. Chris, go ahead. No, I just say I was I would want to listen to a lot of you here and see how, for someone like me who's mostly a weekend shooter doesn't do a lot of traveling. I'm kind of curious about how the sport's going to be impacted overall. And I'm hearing some of you say about this range is closed, that range is closed. Some you can get into, some you can't. And I was wondering how. Does anybody see this having any long-term effects on things, you know, beyond whenever we might get out of this quarantine situation? Go ahead, John. So I think the biggest question is going to be the availability of ammunition uh, once everything kind of gets back to similar <coughs> status in hopefully two to six weeks. Um, I'm fortunate that I get a lot of uh, stocking up for the season during my off-season here in Ohio, which was – December, January, February. Um, but I think a lot of people are flat-footed and you you can't buy ammunition right now. Yeah, you can, John. I've got millions of Ely rounds sitting at stevefostershootingsports.com. Come and get it. Come and get it. Was waiting for that. Well, you opened that door up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, Chris, I think the issue is is that um, from a competitive shooter, I typically have 10 to 12 major matches across the country on my schedule. Um, and in, in the off time, you know, it kind of changed a couple of years back when, because all the USPSA matches were really heavy, you know, middle of the summer, towards the end of the year. So a lot of steel challenge type matches really filled in some of those gaps through, you know, the early early spring and then into the late fall. Now what's happening is, is, and then a lot of folks would do training and I personally did a lot of training for the last couple months, but now we've got this awkward window where you can't really do much outside of, you know, if you do have a home range or if you do have a buddy that may have some property or do some dry firing. So what we've got is probably at least a 90 day window from what I'm hearing of not a lot of matches and that negatively impacts, I would imagine some of the sponsors and, and those types of things. And now I'm, I'm looking at, you know, because I, as a sponsored shooter, it's really a partnership. And so I really uh, try to promote, you know, myself as well as brands. And so I'm going to limit that exposure, probably going to cut it in half because at some point, you know, I was walking through the boss lady. I said, Hey, look, uh, you know, I've got probably five major matches in about six weeks. What do you think about that? She's eyeballing me. I said, hey, do you need another baby goat? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that's going to be part of the issue. I think that the rim fire, you know, John mentioned a little bit about, you know, ammunition. I, I do think it's a little bit disappointing that some of these uh, ammunition companies have sent out letters. I'm not going to throw names out there. Somebody else can of, hey, we're going to do a price increase and blah, 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 blah. And it's blah, like, blah. really? You know, really, it's like of all the times to throw out a price increase, you know, hey, I, I get it if you send a message to your customers and say, hey, you know what, look, we're going to be out of stock or, hey, we're, you know, we're getting slammed because people are panicking and all that kind of jazz. Hey, we're going to be, you know, seven to ten days out or something like that. That's fine. But I just don't think it's right from a corporation perspective to start jacking up the price of uh, components, let alone loaded ammunition. And and unfortunately, some of that has to do with the timing of the year. But most companies, if you're going to make that type of announcement, should have been the first of their fiscal year, which is January 1st or February 1st. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and how that's going to impact the shooting sports as we go forward. But it's really a captive audience. I mean, a buddy of mine went down to 
academy to buy, you know, some 12 gauge from his home defense gun. And, you know, he could only buy three boxes at a time. And yeah, I'll be interested to see where this ends up, but I do think it does have a negative impact on people like we've got a sponsor on the, on the podcast here, Brian Conley. I mean, he's, uh, he, people are going to still buy glasses, but he's not going to have not probably not going to be able to go to as many matches because there's going to be a bunch of over, overlap and uh, pretty soon his, eye, his, his wife's going to be eyeballing him and she probably doesn't want a new llama. So that's going to be tough. <laughs> no, I want to ask real quick, who, I didn't know anything about a letter like this. Are we talking about manufacturers are doing this or people who are distributors? Manufacturers. Uh, manufacturers. Oh boy. Yeah, it begins with an F. <coughs> yeah, it, it rhymes with federal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull any punches. Just keep it clean. It's okay. Well, since Steve already hit on the fact that normally it's January 1 when they do a price increase, just so you know, they did do a price increase January 1 according to one of my distributors. Oh, wow. They're double dipping essentially as far as I'm concerned. It's unfortunate, but, you know, they are a big provider. You know, they are a uh, one of the sponsored companies uh, of the USPSA. Um, but from what I've seen in this community, if federal turns people off, people aren't going to come back. They're going to find that other round they like, and they're going to switch. And that's, you know, unfortunate for federal and what they're doing. Um, especially during this time, it's, you know, it's as crazy as I heard a story of a woman standing in a parking lot selling Scott tissue for 300% over cost, you know, over the price she paid just so people could get it. It's, it's anytime you take advantage of people, I just don't think that's fair. And like you said, David, they, they increased at the beginning of the year, but to then do it again, that's, uh, that's pretty bad. Well, you know, people will remember that, Jeff. I mean, it may not be a... A short-term impact because you know the people that are sitting here on this line you know may have uh, a little bit of a uh, a stash of ammunition they're not going out to panic by but people are buying guns for the first time and you know i'm going to put something out there if people need training to let me know because i I think it's very dangerous for people that haven't been around firearms and this is their first gun and they think they need a gun well you know i think they need to be able to use a gun um Especially, uh, yeah, it's that, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. But, yeah, people just got to be careful during these times. But we'll, we'll, people sitting on the line, they'll remember who took, care of, who took care of people and who took advantage of a situation. That's for sure. Steve, I think that it's a good conversation for now. There are people that are listening now um, instead of being a conversation for later. Because with three gun stores I was at this week, they've had a lot of um, – Democrats, they, how they put it, come in and buy a lot of guns and actually asking how to function them and how to load them. So, no, it's a, I think it's a conversation for now that we need to reach out on social media to people that have access to be able to do trainings now because we've got a lot of people in USPSA that I've seen that are offering free trainings right now to meet with people and help them do that. So I don't know, you know, when you say maybe a conversation for later, I mean, maybe it's a conversation for now through social media to set some stuff up for later. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, 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 I'll suck at that point. I was at my, my local gun store this afternoon picking up my brand new, magnum research switch bolt and Heck yeah uh, was i was standing <laughs> i was standing there listening to this gentleman who just purchased a brand new sig pistol and he they, they asked him you know do you want some ammunition to go with it and he's like yeah and he's like what do you want he goes i don't know i'm a first-time gun buyer what do i need for home defense and this guy spit out you know a, a few different options and so he's like okay i'll take that and they they ring him up and he's about to walk off and he's like hey can you show me this trigger thing again and he opens the he, he opens the box and he flags everybody in the store. Yep. <laughs> and the guy, so he's trying to point and, and like the the gun salesman's real real quickly pointing the to the trigger. This is the trigger. That the guy's like, "Where's the safety?" He's like, "Your yep. fingers the safety." He's like, "Well, what do you mean my fingers the safety?" And I'm just sitting there going, "Oh my God, somebody's fixing to die tonight at their house." <laughs> this is very I true. Just, and this, and, and, and it's unfortunate, and, Teddy. What what Teddy's saying is exactly right, and all it takes is some accidental shootings in people's houses because of this, and that's it's gun gun topics are brought up even more than they already are. Yeah. yeah. Vince, go ahead. 
Yeah, just a, a, a little bit of humor. Uh, I was speaking to uh, Mary from Taxol today, and she was telling me a story about uh, a lot of people, that, again, that don't know anything about guns. I walked into a gun store, one fellow, he bought a, they asked him what kind of gun he wants, he said a black one. And then when he when they told him the price of the ammunition, he said, never mind, and he left, and he came back later with a box of just bullets. And he wanted to know how to use those bullets in his new black gun. Wow. And he did not get cartridges. He just bought a box of bullets. <laughs> and whoever they went to sold him a box of bullets. Uh, that, and I'll just give you something else that just transpired today here in the Florida Keys. Uh, they actually have closed the Florida Keys to any non-resident. Now, I hope that doesn't get carried on to some cities, but they, because of course the keys they can close pretty easy. But imagine they closed a 130 mile stretch of road to only people at home, home uh, that live here. So it's a little scary. Yeah, I heard today in uh, in where I live in Pinellas County and Hillsborough County, which is Tampa, that uh, there's going to be some meetings tomorrow about like formally uh, stating there's a, a stay at home, uh, shelter at home uh, in place. Um, you know, again, I think there's some people that have to go to work. Uh, you know, uh, there's other people like myself that's able to work at home. Uh, Grocery stores are still going to be open, you know. I mean, I went into a Walmart the other day and was going for eggs and creamer, and they were on the shelf, so there was no problem there. So uh, I think there's been, just been a lot of panic, and the, and the gun buying, I think, is also that panic. Um, and, and what Steve had pointed out is it's real scary because these people really don't understand. Um, they may understand how to load the gun, how to rack the gun, how to point the gun, how to pull the trigger, but where that bullet's going to go when that trigger is pulled is the real scary point. True. And, and you know, to, 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 I don't – I've always said we don't live in Syria. Uh, you know, we're, we're, it, it's you don't need to be walking down the street armed and protected, um, at least I hope not, and I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, you know, I think everybody here – uh, you know, for those that shoot USPSA, it's like, oh, look, two alpha, uh, right in the chest. <laughs> um, if, uh, if they get stopped and for all the steel shooters they are going to be like, well, I went one for one. Uh, I shouldn't make light of that, but that's my nature. So to that point though, I mean, you know, back to what, what Brian was saying. And so what do we do? What are, what are we all going to do? People on the phone that are responsible gun owners and have some level of uh, proficiency with shooting. Um, my idea, and I've already done some of it, is listen, when you go to the, when you go to the gun range, just like Teddy was saying a while ago, or, or the gun store, listen, and don't be afraid to um, approach this individual and take them to the side of the store and talk to them about, you know, some gun safety and some, you know, ways to make sure they can handle this in a situation like they need to and, and to be safe. So, I mean... We're not going to be able to, you know, dry fire in these people's places of business, but it's still a time where we can actually just have a conversation with people and cross the bridge between um, opposites to try to help people. And I think that's the biggest thing you can do is just listen for the opportunity. And when you hear the opportunity, um, if, if time permits and you're in the situation, take that opportunity and make it happen. Other thoughts? Okay, so uh, actually, uh, Adam's on uh, on mute, but he typed in the chat. He goes, I've already started with ensuring everyone I come across is aware of the four cardinal safety rules as a starting point. So thank you, Adam, for that. Um, and that's a really good point. You know, uh, simple, straightforward gun safety, because uh, these people probably don't understand it. John, go ahead. So I, I think we've got a great opportunity here that, and we've got someone here on this call that hit, really has the ear of USPSA leadership. And I think we could get some really good press for the organization and for community out of this if USPSA simply made an announcement that 
that for any gun store that sells a gun to a, a new a new shooter, uh, and, and they don't have the capacity or capability to train them themselves, I would hope during these times they're saying, hey, buy a gun, we'll give you a free basic pistol class or something like that. But if right. you can't do that or they don't have the capacity, call USPSA. USPSA will get that person connected with a USPSA or Steel Challenge shooter that's willing and able to go over some basic pistol training. I, 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 not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I think, I think it's, uh, it's, I don't know if the USPSA wants to take that responsibility. Um, I think we can actually, as Brian pointed out, I think as individuals, uh, we could probably do a better job. Uh, you know, uh, not so much because I, I doubt many in this group are going to gun stores. Um, the guns we shoot tend not to be found in gun stores. Hey, but you're going to be. A, hey, yeah. Hey, Je don't tell my wife, but I've been to two this week. <laughs> um, I'm three days. Oh sh no, just one day. <laughs> but we are at the range, and and you can pick out those people in a heartbeat, and you know just going up to them very casually and go, "Hey, I saw you shooting there. Uh, is this your first time? Have you done this before?" Uh, you know, I am for all of us, you know, I am a competitive shooter. Could I give you a few tips just to make your enjoyment of the gun more and, and give them the opportunity to say yes. Um, if you go at them hard, uh, and I've done this a number of times when I worked the, the public line at the WAC, it turns them off because nobody wants to believe they don't know how to work a gun. Um, especially when they're out there and some people are afraid to ask. So if you can keep that eye out and, you know, you see the person, you know, uh, sweeping other people, uh, say something to them, you know, just go up and say, Hey, you know, I noticed you might not be comfortable. Could I show you a few things about this gun? Well, and I think, I think there's a bigger gap though, Jeff, you know, we're talking about a moment in time where we've got, you know, just a handful of folks and, you know, as Brian said, maybe it's a bunch of Democrat folks. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just people that, uh, you know, are getting in the mass hysteria. But I think the bigger opportunity out of all this is, is how do we get people into the sport, right? Because, uh, you know, when we look in, across, the, across the board, how many people have been shooting for, you know, 20 years? Probably not a ton of us. Some of us have. But how did we get started? And I think that's a gap that we have today. I know that there's been some work with Brimfire Challenge and in, in getting new shooters going and it's supposed to be, you know, um, friendly for new new shooters and junior shooters and same thing with Steel Challenge. But how do we really get, you know, new shooters into this community? Um, I think that we're getting a lot of shooters that have shot other disciplines before, but how do we truly get, um, when I'm looking at Bridget and Emily Cunningham, how do we get more people like them into the sport that, you know, maybe their parents don't believe in firearms or maybe they're, they're scared of firearms. How do we get those types of folks involved in, into the sport? Good question. I think right now we're going to have an issue with being able to do that with not having any local matches or anything like that that's going on that we can invite them into to give them that experience. Well, so fast at this moment, moments may be a little hard. Yeah, fast forward, Don. What do we do in three months from now? Because it's it's still a problem, at least maybe not a problem. It's, I think it's a pretty big opportunity. And the more that we can share the love and the passion for the sport, the more training and education that comes along. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think it's one of those that once we get everything kind of back to a normal normal situation, then, you know, we invite those people out say, hey, you know, I know this may be your first time with a gun. You know, there's a group of people here that come, uh, you know, the third Saturday or, you know, first Sunday or whatever it is to, you know, get together to shoot a little competition match. You know, new shooters are always welcome. You know, why don't you come out and join us? You know, we, you can learn, shoot your weapon, learn some more about it, learn some more proficient ways to shoot, et cetera. I think Don's got, Don's got something there, and I've done that a number of times, working the public line, and you see people shooting, and you just say, hey, you know, like, it's funny he said third Saturday, that's when our match, and I'll say something like, hey, you know, this third Saturday of the month, we run a steel challenge out back, have you ever shot steel challenge? Um, the other thing I've done is 
Um, actually, there's a couple of friends that have got juniors, 10, 12, 13 years old, and approach their parents and say, you know, have you ever thought about allowing your son slash daughter to shoot a gun and shooting competition? Um, the biggest thing I see is that becomes a detriment to a new shooter in steel challenge is when they come out and they've got their new brand new nine millimeter and you know, they invested in an outside the waistband holster uh, and they've got the, all the mags and they love roundabout and they love smoke and hope. And then they get their butts handed to them on stages like pendulum and five to go. And, you know, for me, I always say, do you ever shoot a 22? You know, do you ever shoot a, you know, 20, I got, and, and I have, for those of you that don't know, Steve may have, you know, the ultimate shooting range, but I've got the ultimate shooting van. Um, <laughs> you can put a bunch of targets do. in there and little kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so I tend to have all my guns with me um, just about every match. Because uh, I'm happy to help somebody if a gun goes down. Uh, here, use mine if I'm not shooting it. Um, and the same kind of thing. I, I, I've done it once already where, you know, the 14-year-old came out with his, his dad's Smith & Wesson shield. And I pulled him aside and I said, you are more than welcome to shoot this gun. I'm not concerned about the safety doll. I said, you're going to have more fun shooting my rimfire pistol. And... You know, classic at the end of the match, the dad's like, I hate you. I'm like, why? Because he wants one of those guns now. <laughs> so, uh, hold on, we got another chat here. Uh, oh, it's from Gabe. Gabe says, make sure an inviting environment exists. That is the biggest advantage of our sport, uh, as it has amazing people. That is how you sell events. After that, invite everyone to become ambassadors of the sport and events to get others to join. It starts with a water cooler conversation and is forced when they attend a great match. Good points, uh, Gabe. Thank you. John? So we've got two problems that we would have to overcome, to Steve's point. One is a negative stigma for guns and, and gun people. Uh, two is the relative obscurity of our shooting sports, of USPSA, of Steel Challenge. And I think that one way we could combat that, certainly some of these ideas of what we can do at one person at a time, at your range, at my range. Those are good Those are good things that we need to be doing. But I think USPSA needs to do more things, organize more things that can get our community in front of cameras where people can see that we're good people and that questions get asked about the shooting sports. And I'm thinking of things like when there's a disaster, can we mobilize some people from the shooting sports to fill up a van of water, for example, and, and take it and do some good in the community. And, you know, and a lot of times there's a news van there and say, hey, who are you and, and why are you doing this? Well, we're USPSA and, and this is who we are. Again, I think it's, it's, the, it's, it's a great concept. Um, it's, it would be the actual enacting of that. And, and being able to do it. remember USPSA, the organization is ten people. Mm -hmm. You know, all the ranges are independent. The only matches they run are the nationals and the world speed shoot. But they have a membership of thirty-five thousand, roughly. That they, oh, they got more than that. Yeah, that they can mobilize. It's tough. <laughs> They're not employees, but it's a good idea. I understand. Well, can I jump in here and say something that I still think all of us, <clears throat> I'm kind of new to all this with the steel challenge and that in the last few years, but the one thing I've learned over the years, just dealing with people about bringing people into the sport or in general, or people from other disciplines and all that, I think with having met some of you, you know, in the last couple of years, traveling the bigger matches and that, all of you, I'm going I'm to use Brian Conley as an example here. To walk up to someone and say, look, here's a pair of glasses. Just go shoot them. Go try them out. Go wear them. Go see what you think of them. And then come back and talk to me about it. Not they're for sale or whatever else. Just go try these. It's kind of like what you mentioned with the rimfire pistols. And pretty soon, you know, you can make a believer out of somebody. And 
I think we're all good at that at some level. And then, and that might be how you reach, how you reach people. The, the, the new gun buyers, they go out there and they struggle. I, that's what I see at the ranges. I, I'm like you guys. I see a lot of the struggling and you try to help them. Never mind, are they doing unsafe stuff? You know, you have to go over and stop that. But, you know, you reach out to them. <clears throat> Steve, he did a last – I saw him. I met him finally on the uh, the Rimfire Challenge, the, you know, here last year. And I asked him about all that Ely ammo, and he just handed me a box. and said, here, go shoot it. And, you know, just – opening little doors like that and be able to reach out and say, Hey, you know, try this gun, try that gun, or, you know, offer the safety things and all that. I think it's how you bring people in. I know I've done that a lot, but mostly at a local level, I don't have a lot of the reach and influence you guys do, but I try whatever I can. Steve, I've but, asked you about Ely ammo like 10 times, man. What's up? Man, I thought I just shipped you some brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see my credit card. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm gonna run that again tomorrow in case you're wondering. <laughs> Give the boss a heads up. But to that point though, I mean it, it's 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 not maybe a big massive organized effort, but you know, some of these small actions from time to time do do make change. I mean, you know, some things don't change overnight and we're not gonna solve uh, world hunger tonight. But what can we you know, at least maybe it's just a rhetorical question of what are you gonna do differently tomorrow? Um, or how do you get more engaged in your community? Uh, a friend of ours, Jeff Johnson, he posted out on social media. Um, he's local here in Georgia, and he said, look, if you just bought a gun, you don't know what the heck you're doing, give me a call. And, uh, you know, he's got a range set up at his house, Jeff. Actually, it's down the road. But, <laughs> uh, but, but he offered, you know, free training if you don't know what you're doing. I've made that offer several times, and I've taken <laughs> some people taking me up on it. Um, but, you know, again, Maybe it's not a big event. Maybe it's not a big orchestrated event to start with. I do think there is, to John's point, I think there's some opportunity with USPSA. How do we get more youth shooters? Because if you get more youth shooters in there, you're going to get their parents and the whole family and all that kind of stuff. But maybe it is these uh, smaller individual uh, focused efforts across the country because, you know, I don't know how many states we got on the phone, but probably 15, somewhere in there. Um, you know, we can make change in our own uh, – our own small small way good point all right somebody throw out a nice happy topic now that's a good topic and it was good but i want this to be uh light-hearted and, and and fun so somebody throw something out doesn't even have to be shooting related just somebody come up with something we can talk about hey i got an idea i just had two brand new knees put in and i can actually walk sideways now Heck yeah! All right. Yes. So outer outer limits is now going to be uh, your favorite stage. It, it's I've been practicing for it, and uh, with this with being sequestered in my home, uh, there is a workout room downstairs. So I've been doing a whole lot of working out and doing a whole lot of water jogging in the pool. So yes, I'm going to be ready for the world shoot. And don't you smirk like that, Brian. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm happy. What now? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, Vince, I, I do have a very important question. Sure. Okay, with those new knees, are you still going to make Tom Nealon paint all your plates? <laughs> I, 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 pay, I pay extra for that. <laughs> Brian's like, I can't believe you said it. I can't Stay believe you said it. <laughs> But I get uh, something else. I used to worry when I went through the airport about setting off the machine. It always rang. You know, I was worried, worried it was going to ring. Now I know it's going to ring. <laughs> hey, um, you know, real quick, uh, Gabe just put in here too. Um, uh, getting back to the youth shooters, real quickly. Uh, and I'm just going to read it. It says, it boils down to people. I created the SASP team in my area to grow youth shooters. I'm now starting a new Rimfire Challenge League in the area. I'm a firm believer in growing the sport at all age levels. So many great people in the sport doing the same. That is the key to success. And, you know, that's really an interesting point is that the SASP, um, uh, if you want to get youth shooters uh, involved in the sport, um, they may have uh, – methodologies to to help uh with that we had uh what was his name steve do you remember rick say that, say that one more time 
The guy from Rick SASP. Leach. Rick Leach. Yeah, Rick, yeah, Rick Leach. Yep. Rick Leach. Yeah, we had Rick on. And, you know, uh, it's a big organization as far as the number of shooters involved in it. Big, big discipline. Um, and they've been doing it for years. So they may have some ideas on how we can help get the youth shooters involved in the, in the game. Uh, all right. It's also pretty funny because I've been sitting here this entire time. I'm like, Beth, who is Beth? Do I know a Beth? I know Beth with S, uh, SCC or whatever, USCC or uh, United States Carry, Concealed Carry. That's actually Paul Larson. How you doing, Paul? <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is my wife's computer. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Good to have you. For those that's, that, that's why when I keep going, Beth, 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 <laughs> I've unmuted right. you, Beth. <laughs> He's yeah, like, for those that, the, those that don't know, uh, Paul's daughter, Jenna, she is an absolutely amazing shooter. Uh, we just uh, picked her up to uh, shoot for steel target paint as well, but uh, they're amazing folks out there. So good, good to have you, Paul. Nice to be here. All right, so uh, uh, Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, how's the production of the timers coming along? Going well. Not not affected by this whole coronavirus at all. Everything so is it, good. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? The AMG Labs timers? Yes, sir. That timer on the market. There you go. Yeah, here's just the, just the last few hours work. Awesome. Oh, it's like gold. So, yep. <laughs> Things are rolling. It was a little setback in the beginning of the week because I also got emails from my suppliers, locally working from home, and electronics parts and components they don't normally manufacture it at home so uh, but I jumped on the phone uh, actually last week just thinking that this will happen and secured all the shipments and time and everything so not affected and staying in the lab assembling so everything's gonna be just fine excellent news well you know everybody the first time everybody uses one of those they don't want to use anything else um, I use mine exclusively, and I will tell you this, the um, plastic shield uh, that you have over the actual timer mechanism is very strong because mine is cracked. It took a, a, a frag, uh, and it cracked, but the timer still works perfectly, so next time I see you, I, uh, I need to get a new piece of plastic there. Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll Alex, just, uh, Alex, that's not what happened whatsoever. Jeff was shooting his revolver, and he didn't have a good day, and he, he tossed it and didn't think he could hit plate number five. I played, and he did. And Jeff, and, we're, we're all friends. You can tell us really what happened. You got it, Steve. Right. Spot on. That was spot on. That was, I, were you there? He's, he, scratched his, he scratched his glasses at the same time. I don't <laughs> Turned into a yard sale pretty quick down there, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I think I think we've all had those days where you know you walk away going, "Where's Max Michelle? I want him right now." And then there's other days where you go, "They should probably take my guns away." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? It's about uh, ten to nine uh, here in the East Coast. Uh, what did everybody think of this? Do you think we should do this? Uh, uh, keep uh, doing these? Maybe not oh, every yeah. week, but you Work. know. Just touch base, get in, see faces. Uh, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I'm in. Awesome. Well, I appreciate everybody uh, joining in. Anybody got any last comments? Hopefully the shooting starts soon. We can get back in. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff, did I mention if you need to hoard ammo, specifically Ely Rimfire, to go to SteveFosterShootingSports.com? Did I mention that already? <laughs> hey, get, get, hey, I'm not sure, what? Steve. Can you what? say it slower? Say it slower. <laughs> hey, Jeff, did I? Man. No, I didn't say sexier. I, the <laughs> girls are on here. You gotta. This is gonna keep this family, okay? Although hey. ammo is pretty sexy. It's it's Ely, so I get it. Uh, all right, let me dim the lights. <laughs> You're making a blush. <laughs> Well, thanks for everybody's support. We really appreciate it, and uh, it was good feeling this out to see how this would go. It was great. I don't know if we've got 18 or 20, 20 people that uh, have joined us throughout the night, and we'll um, add a little bit more structure in terms of 
topics going forward, and then we'll still uh, talk about some of the matches. It was cool. We didn't talk about it towards the beginning, but it was cool that we uh, kicked off the shooting season. We did squeeze in the Georgia State Steel Challenge match, and you had the top three rifle shooters in the country battling out. Oh, man, that was uh, that was crazy. Bridget and Emily came over. Jeff was up. I mean, it was uh, – it was a good time. Teddy was over there. Yeah, it was a it was a great match. So they did. In case you're wondering, they did have all their fees paid and your scores will be updated to Steel Challenge tomorrow morning. It's if you're Thank wondering. You. For, Thank for you. some reason, people think I'd run that match. No, I just helped out with the sponsorship of the match. But th those guys, um, I think their treasurer is in the medical field, and they got uh, kind of sucked up into all this. And so you got to take care of them. We appreciate that, but. Um, it was a great match uh, to start off the year, so thanks for coming. And thanks for everybody for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Okay, hold on. I got something uh, on the end here from uh, from Adam Jazuski. It says, hey, Steve Foster, I have code also. You Well, he says use me. I think it says use my nine-line code if you order for 20% off. What is nine-line? I'm not sure. But uh, those T-shirts, nylons, the uh, the apparel line, the veterans uh, apparel ah. line. Ah, excellent. Okay, excellent. so that code, everybody, is A J E Z twenty. Yep, T-shirts. Yeah. So excellent, excellent product line. For, some buzz, uh, some buzzwords, Jeff, to leave you with tonight that were discussed, just for people to um, take note. Some buzzwords were tonight were invite, listen, engage, discipline, act, develop reach and train so i take notes in all these meetings we have and we call it our sessions or videos whatever you want to do lots of great takeaway words tonight to use to get involved in the community awesome thanks brian all right everybody have a safe night and uh keep an eye out on the podcast page for uh the next one we do with these and tell your friends it was a lot of fun maybe we'll get uh, 50 people in the next one thank you all right good night everybody Good night. Good night. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.